So, Nick, quick question for you. What is half of 99? Some might say it's 92, That's but it's actually 91. <laughs> That's a cultured man right there, guys. For those of you that missed the RuneScape re- reference a couple episodes ago, this is peak performance. This is what you want to be in life, is Nick. Good job, man. Anyways, back to what you're saying, Shane, about your uh, your level acquisition thing. Yeah. Is it working out? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to put the spotlight on you. Fuck. What <laughs> aspect of your life would you like to level up? Shit. Um, Gamify. Getting another job. I want to be more happy with my work life, mm. like what I do for a living. Mm. I'm trying to find things that are like more fulfilling in terms of like what I do during the week because mm. I have to like fulfill what I do during the week because that's normally when I'm like up to my own devices, whether I'm hanging out with my friends or yeah. or whatnot. But um, I applied to be a volunteer firefighter, actually. No way! Yeah. <laughs> and uh, long story short, no way I'm getting in. I'm, I'm like grossly underqualified compared to other people that were like way more serious about it. And then when you actually like show up to the interviews and whatnot, that's when they're like, that's when they really hit you. They're like, this isn't just like a you show up and help fight fires. This is like, take every first and third Tuesday of the month, get it out of your schedule for the rest of your life, your training. And I was like, okay, fuck. But you get the green light you can put on the top of your car and just avoid all traffic. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it was like, I guess I did it because I wanted something more fulfilling, mm-hmm. but going through like the physical and testing and whatnot, like we haven't even got to the interview stage yet. Mm. And... Um, I went to like a meet and greet and whatnot because, you know, firefighting is all about kissing ass. And um, it was basically them just telling you, they're like, this isn't something you just do because you want to do. They're like, you have to like, you literally have to commit like so much of your time to it constantly. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. And and it's like, you're just a volunteer. And I was like, "Uh, I don't know so much. And then there's just like other people that were there that were like already went to college for it, already done their Whoa. training courses for it. And I'm just like this guy who is like, they're like, why, don't, why do you want to be a firefighter? And I was like, I don't want to fix cars anymore. I'm mildly interested. <laughs> yeah, I'm mildly interested. I hear you guys get paid a good amount of money too. And I was applying to the fire station with like the least amount of calls a year too. Yeah. And it was like still, I was like, mm-hmm. like, I guess I think I was just like making up excuses as to why I wouldn't want to do it because I was scared of how it was going to be. Mm. But I'm, I will totally be okay with not getting a call for an interview. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think it was eye opening to see, to just like pursue, like pursue a path that could lead out and then not want to do it to be like, okay, maybe I'm not so upset with where I am. I'm so glad you did that because I volunteered to be a firefighter as well like a year ago. Yeah. And I just never went through with it at all. I'm like, you know what? This is a very like wholesome thing to do. It is. And it then, is. Like, but it's a lot of like commitment. Yeah. Like next week I was hanging out with uh, like a very old friend of my dad's name's Alan. He was a firefighter his whole life. Yeah. Or like up until like 52 or something like that. He had like this like brain hemorrhage or a stroke or something like that. Or he inhaled too much carbon monoxide in the fire. Yeah. And he was out for like five or 10 minutes or something like that. And they resuscitated him. And he was never the same afterwards. Yeah. And at that moment, I'm like, fuck, man, if that ever happens to me and like my mental capacities are diminished, I would never forgive myself. So yeah. Like, oh, maybe it's a good thing I don't do this. It's it's hard. It's definitely dangerous on your body mm-hmm. too. And they ask a lot of like weird questions too. They're like asking, uh, like, can a firefighter refuse unsafe work? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, the whole job is to like save people. So like, yeah, no, but yes. I was like, it depends on the context. And they're like, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah. And I was like, if you're asking me to go into a burning building to save somebody, that's unsafe work. Yeah. Am I gonna refuse it? 
no, like, I'm, I, like, I signed up for this. I got to save somebody's life. But it's like, if you're asking me to climb up a broken ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's stupid. I'm going to say no. <laughs> Definitely situational dependent. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like they're just trying to see. They're kind of trying to, like, get, like, a personality take on you to see if you're actually, like, worth putting. It's, a, it's basically a lot of money from... Uh, like a provincial oh, standpoint sure. to like train you to do this and they don't want you to just back out the first time you have a fire call exactly like so like when you show yourself up. on a broken ladder in the shop yeah <laughs> so they they really do tell you like they're they're pretty upfront and honest with you on how it's gonna be they're like yeah you don't just like sit at home like you don't show up to fire calls we just get rid of you like, wow yeah nick you're all about level progression brother what's one habit in your life you'd like to track so i track a lot of habits in my life uh, and I think one that I, I want to track more is related to like intellectual capacity or, or schoolwork, I guess, in, in a way, but I guess it's kind of like a career now. Yeah. Um, and that, that's something I've been, I've been kind of working on. I actually started something yesterday. So I filled up two jars. Well, I have one empty jar. Think of like a small Mason jar. Yeah. Uh, and I put, five highlighters in one and the other one I left empty and my goal was to read five different papers that day so every time I finished a paper I would move one highlighter from the one into the other mason jar yeah so that at the end of the day I could see a measurable progress of what I did for reading and I actually, I had to end up, I had to put more highlighters in the one jar because I, I reached my goal and it was very satisfying to see it. And yeah. I really wanted to fill the other mason jar up full with highlighters. Wow. Yeah. That, so it worked. Yeah. Being able to see what's in front of you, measure progress. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing about goals is like actually putting them in front of you. So many people with New Year's resolutions like have this resolution in the back of their phone, but they never even see it. So what I do is I put a to-do list on the widgets on the iPhone. I don't you have widgets on Samsung's, I'm assuming. Yeah. And then it's right in the middle of my home screen. So it's like, do this. Every time I unlock my phone, do this. Like, okay, where mm-hmm. am I at? I think uh, the other thing, I, I got a new heart rate monitor because I, I somehow misplaced mine moving. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a Garmin. And I found the Garmin systems work really good at, at measuring your, your progress without you having to do anything. All you have to do is wear the heart rate monitor. Mm-hmm. And... I was like, some people ask me, like, why are you wearing a heart rate monitor to do weightlifting? I'm like, well, it's, it's tracking my physical activity. And at mm-hmm. the end of the day, I can see how much physical activity I did. Yeah. And then over months, I can track my progress. Mm-hmm. And like, you can see a visual progression. And there's something powerful about a visual progression yeah. that I think helps with habit so formation. You have the heart rate monitor. What other biometrics would you want to track? Like, have you thought about like blood glucose or any other ones? Well, definitely not blood glucose because that that's up and down, up and down. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's interesting to see like, okay, if I don't eat for a certain amount of time or if I drink a coffee or I fast or I eat an apple versus a granola bar, how this actually makes me feel and you can map that to a correlation with blood glucose. Like, for so, example, I eat a granola bar and I can't study for an hour because I'm just mentally fogged. I have um, a bioelectrical impedance um, scale at home. So like you stand on it and then it sends like electrical current through your body and it measures like bone density, water content, uh, basal metabolic rate, um, fat-free mass, visceral fat, uh, subcutaneous fat, um, all all these really cool cool things. However, I should say this is very 
very um uh what's that word inaccurate yes inaccurate. <laughs> yeah so it, it's more accurate if you do it daily at the exact same time consistently for two weeks or more it becomes mm. more accurate as you build the data up but mm. it's not as accurate as like sitting on like a dexa scan um or some sort of validated measure of these yeah but for the basic person just trying to work on their goals these are definitely measurable things that you can use to help you well have you ever looked at getting like an inside tracker done like a blood test or any kind of sample to see like all your levels from like hemoglobin to like everything going on to see if there's something fucked up within you at least once a week i think about that <laughs> but have you ever done it like have you ever I, ha- I haven't they're very expensive I always think about and it. It, it wastes a lot of time i think so well, could it, is it a waste of time if you realize you have Jobira syndrome like that? I stumbled upon that shit. <laughs> well, well, yeah. no, I just mean like um, normally you would have to go. You have to have to set up a point with your like family physician and then mm. do things like that. And there's people out there that would fit that time slot, you know, that are yeah. actually in need. Yeah. And like that's an excuse I've been making. But it's also fairly expensive to get a private test done. Mm-hmm. Um, and for someone that's like healthy with no noticeable problems it's, it's something i haven't justified yet but yeah i think about it constantly yeah uh getting back to your original question one thing i do want to track is sleep mm. and that's one thing i've been i've been thinking about recently have you looked at like those aura rings that you wear i have yeah i get I bro get, uh, are we on the same <laughs> wave like this is a steve and nick podcast now steven you can, you, can, like, you can leave it's okay an aura ring yeah tell me about it so this company is really, really cool. They, they made this like um, tracker ring. You, you can put it on your, your, your finger and it, it tracks the quality of your sleep, how much time you move in your sleep. Um, I'm not too sure if it tracks like different stages of sleep, but I, I think it can give you a justified um, answer to how much time you spent in each stage by like your movement and stuff in your sleep. So what do you hope to actually, like, infer out of this kind of data? Well, sleep is, like, one of the pillars of health. You got physical activity, nutrition, and sleep. And a lot of people forget about sleep, but that's when a lot of things happen. Um, Memory consolidation in your brain happens. Um, your, Your brain recovers from the day that it has. Your body recovers. Your muscles repair. Um, Your emotions stabilize. Yeah. People can manage weight loss better. Uh, A really cool Mm -hmm. study found that um, obese people trying to manage weight loss and their obesity, uh, they had two groups, one that had better sleep and the other one that didn't focus on sleep at all. And the people that focus on sleep and improve sleep had way better management of obesity and actually had sustainable weight loss. Mm Mm-hmm. But how far do you affiliate that with their actual ability to sleep versus who they are? And like, there's a lot of other factors well, that just you think of more. the inside tracker. It's an experiment, but you can't experiment reliably without a measure. Okay, well, I have blackout curtains. Did it work? Did it do anything? Well, yeah, it didn't do anything because I looked at my my inside tracker I, or my aura ring. Kate, I want to talk to about you about sleep because when I first met you, you had like the worst sleep schedule, and so did I for a point in time, staying up to like two a.m. every single night feeling like complete garbage <laughs> but now you're getting up pretty early you're getting up at like 7 30 and all that tell me how it's been what changed and how do you feel i 
try and go to sleep at a, like, a reasonable time, which my motivation to do that now has been because my whole thing right now is I want to try and at least have one really good meal in the day. Breakfast. And that's breakfast for me now. Mm-hmm. So I want to wake up nice and early before my classes so I can make myself breakfast for a queen. Mm. So I'll eat a nice breakfast. So as soon as I like look at the time and I'm hanging out with friends, I'm like, oh, fuck, it's one o'clock. I need to have breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to it. I, sometimes I sound like such a nerd when I say that. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to miss breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Telling your friends, oh, I got to go to bed. I got breakfast tomorrow. They'll be like, <laughs> Yeah, so Doesn't does everybody. Have breakfast tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Take your breakfast seriously. Speaking of your um, your time up, uh, turning your life around. What about some things that have sabotaged your life up there, particularly in the lab? Oh my god! Um, so we had our first lab on Thursday uh, last week, and we made uh, chocolate bark and chocolate covered almonds, essentially. Ooh. And um, I was, we were just tempering the chocolate for the almonds and the almonds were candied so they were already set so we have two bowls my partner um drenches hers in chocolate and then i do the same but our chef has to like check each bowl before we put them together and she's like oh she's grating now and just plops her bowl into mine and i'm like my ch- my chocolate almonds were tempered and like drenched better than yours. Yours looked like shit. Now both of ours are gonna look like shit. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Sabotage. So she and she kept trying to like use my knife every time she saw she saw it. She's like, oh my god, that's a that's a really cool knife. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It was a Christmas present. It's very expensive. I don't want anyone using it. And every ten minutes, I'll say she'll be like. Oh, I'm cutting this. Can I use your knife? And I'm like, no. I'm cutting it then. <laughs> if something needs to be cut with my knife, I'm cutting it. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was tempering chocolate for the bark. And uh, our chef like walks by and she sees her cutting the bark with her knife. And she's like, oh, you're going to need a better knife for cutting those. Because uh, it's not as, not as sharp. And I'm like... No. <laughs> so where are you? Oh, there's a nice knife. <laughs> oh, you have a nice knife. Can I use it? And I'm like, uh, chef looks up my knife and she's like, oh yeah, totally. That's a that's that's a good knife. That's nice and sharp. And I'm put like, on the spot. What do you do? I'm like, uh, and I'm like, be really careful with her, <laughs> please. Uh, oh, you let her use it. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, a teacher. What are you gonna do, right? Yeah. Pull out the crocodile Dundee. That's a knife. <laughs> Anything else crazy? You um, meet any long-lost grandparents from a former life? I think so. Tell me about it. Interesting question. uh, (laughs) Such an oddly specific question to ask. Yeah, Yeah, I I just felt like asking it. (laughs) You know, some people just run into people from their past lives every now and then. I got asked that question three times today, actually. Really? Really? (laughs) Um, I, I was on the way home, like, here to Brantford from Toronto, and I was charging my phone at one of the charging stations and this old lady was sitting across the table from me and I sat down. She looks at me and she's like, I really like your backpack. That's a very nice quality backpack. And I'm like, usually I'm on 
like airplane mode with my head. So Interesting like, apparel to comment on. Right? And I'm like, it threw me off because I didn't expect anyone to talk to me. So I'm like, uh-huh. And she's like, yeah, I love your backpack. Where'd you get it? And I'm like, um, I think I got it online, Amazon. And she's like, huh, how much was it? And I'm like, like 50 bucks. And she's like, 75 right now. And I'm like, my shit's still in it. <laughs> she's like, I'm just kidding. Who would buy a backpack for more than it's worth? And I'm like, you you just add. This girl's just gaslighting you. Straight <laughs> up. And um, it goes for like awkward silence for a little bit. And she's like, you like trivia games? And I'm like, lady, oh, my, my train's almost here in like 20 minutes. And she's like, well, what topic do you like? Art history? And I'm like, I, I took art in high school, kind of know a little bit. She's like, who's your favorite painter? And uh, like, I got like this weird intrusive thought. I'm like, huh, my, my high school teacher used to like this one painter. Uh, Rembrandt. And she's like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, what? Uh, uh, <laughs> she know? I know. Uh, and I, I like talked about uh, like childhood stories, and she's like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, how do you know? Who told you? Who told you? <laughs> Who told you? <laughs> you start asking her questions about your life. <laughs> What was my favorite cereal? <laughs> then she actually gets it. <laughs> no, I just leave. <laughs> um, and then I take uh, my charger out of my backpack, and she's like, "Ah, FireWire! I don't bother charging my phone." I'm like, "How's that going for you?" And I'm like, "This is such a weird character. I feel like I just met someone from like a side quest and a game that's yeah, a weird to- NPC." Yeah, yeah, the NPC energy that just seems like buggy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you should have stayed on the back burner, pal. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't catch the update. They're still on that firewire. Yeah, who called the charging cable a firewire? <laughs> Jesus Christ. She's like, oh my God. I, it, it'd be nice to have a backpack like yours. For some reason, I got my wallet and phone stolen from me four times in a row. Like, you should probably keep better care of your stuff then. Maybe you should get a backpack or something then. <laughs> Maybe it's because she just keeps talking to people too much, and they're just like, oh, they just... That's Robert. Yeah. <laughs> this will get her to shut up. Bro, did I tell you about the weirdest NPC conversation I had about this guy who wanted us to rob him? What? Yeah, we're all sitting out front of this hotel that my buddy was, like, DJing at, and we're sitting out there, and this guy comes out of nowhere, and he's like, yo, everyone knows me in Hamilton. <laughs> we're like, what? My buddy Victor's like, you remember the story? He's like, he's like, my Victor's like, no, bro, I'm from Hamilton. I don't know you. He's like, oh, he's all defensive and shit. And then it's an awkward silence. They're all sitting there looking at each other, like, me and the four boys, and this one guy just came up to us, and he's like, so are you going to rob me or something? And we're like, no, like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, come on, man, just drive me somewhere. Uh, I'll give you like 200 bucks. Just drive me somewhere. And he's like, bro, I thought everyone in Hamilton knew you, man. I always get one of your boys to drive you. He's like, no, no, they're not about that. And I'm like, okay, well, 200 bucks, you can get an Uber for like 60 bucks, like wherever you want to go. And he's like, no, 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 I'll give you 200 bucks right now. He's going to drive me. He's like, shut up, man. It was such a weird NPC conversation. This guy was clearly drunk. What do you think would happen if he actually drove that guy somewhere? <laughs> I think he might have tried to rob us or something. I don't yeah, know, probably man. probably pulls out the Uno Reverse card the moment he gets in the car. He Uno pulls Reverse out the card! Psych! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm driving you places. <laughs> so you want to know where we're going? What's like the craziest NPC character you've met in real life? Either of you guys. I'm looking at Nick here. First thing that comes to mind. 
Okay, so I was at this hippie festival, right? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> so this festival, um, it used to run. I don't think it runs anymore. It was uh, located out in Drumbo, Ontario. Mm-hmm. I know where that is. it was a Hell's Angels, like, the, the motorcycle gang yeah. birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how bikers got to celebrate birthdays too. I I got into going to this this festival, but I, I ended up going a few times, and it, it was pretty wild. And everyone there is on drugs, and yeah. there's just something so funny about like people on acid. Yeah, because they're just they turn into like NPCs from. Um, uh, Elder Scrolls or yeah, Skyrim and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this one guy, he's uh, he just keeps saying random stuff. I can't, I can't remember it, but he was going off about like werewolves and and like he ended up thinking I was a werewolf. Uh, <laughs> the hair and the beard, man. Well, no, no, no. At this time, I had no, I had no beard really? or anything. No I had some hair? like long hair, and I had a hippie bandana on, you know, yeah. shirt. <laughs> like I'm no, no uh, werewolf. And then <laughs> you just like mid conversation, he looks at me, goes, "Whoa!" and like glances off into the distance. <laughs> He's like, "Look at that." look at what and I'm just like feeding this guy at the moment like I want to see where he goes uh-huh. and he starts like describing the situation of how the snake's coming out of the sun and oh, his eyes are just like coming super out of large yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he just like starts screaming he gets out of his chair he just runs away <laughs> I'm like alright I'm just I'm not gonna entertain that anymore that's a side quest waiting to happen kill the snake son yeah oh my gosh um and at, at this hippie festival too, uh, it, it's pretty wild. So I, at one point, there's it's like nighttime, and I'm I'm a little like I'm partying a bit, you know, mm-hmm, getting wild. Yeah, in the in the right situation, the right context, and I like I look at this booth, and these guys are blowing glass. Whoa. Yeah, and like I've never seen this like kind of thing before in person, mm-hmm. and they had such a scientific approach to it, so it wasn't like. How'd you were, know his name was Glass? They were your oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> they were. Had a name tag. So it's not like the traditional way of blowing glass, where you have like this massive furnace and stuff like that. <laughs> Um, they had like all these torches set up in certain positions yeah. and these guys looked like straight German scientists Whoa. with these really cool goggles on that like were, um, ritualistic. I fuck with the, like the welding goggles. Yeah. yeah. But they had like spikes on them and stuff. Like they're all bedazzled. They were, like, like, they're like some like tall German guys with yeah. like wild hair. Wow. And I'm like, this is wild. And I just got sucked in. I was like standing there staring at them for a while. And they're just, like, doing their thing. Um, and then there's all these, like, cracked out people beside them. <laughs> just, like, you know, like, you would walk into uh, a village in Skyrim and there's, like, these people blowing glass and then the cracked out people on the ground. And, like, yeah. it's yeah. just all NPC energy and you're yeah. the main character walking through it. Yeah. The whole festival is just, at, like, a village of NPCs and you're, you're wow. the character. That's wild. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can imagine that, like, vividly, though. Holy shit. Yeah. You're a good storyteller, Nick. Thanks. 
You should be on a, a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't think of like a random NPC story. I'm usually the one that probably like displays the NPC energy saying random things to people. Yeah. No, you break the NPC code by doing that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess like going to college, when I went to college, it was like there's a lot of random people around. Mm-hmm. But I can't think of like some like innate story that's like, oh, yeah, this guy was messed up. I feel like you feed off that. Like, you know how people are made to respond and you're just like, I'm just going to switch up the script this time just to like throw them off their game. Oh, you know? yeah, it's totally different. Like, I don't talk to I don't talk to strangers in like a traditional way. Yeah, I want to I want to make them act like act out. Yeah. That's another reason why I say sensational all the time is because you don't really hear that. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. Okay, good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's to like remove it from like a formality of conversation and turn it into something that actually means something because you'll yeah. think about it differently. Everyone's like, hey, how are you? You're like, yeah, good. You? Yeah, good. Like nobody thinks anything of that co- part of the conversation. Just scrap it. Like everybody forgets about it. It's worthless. Yeah. But you say something different, then they're like, huh. Ah. Huh. So what's the point in doing I that? I like your funny words, It just words, breaks people like... <laughs> It just breaks people said, out of their norm. Said, I like your funny words, magic man. <laughs> it just breaks people out of their norm. It gets them to act more like themselves. Ah, oh, interesting. Yeah. Speaking about acting about themselves, we've got some cue cards in the middle of the table here that you wanted to get into. Yes. How do you want to do that? You want to just grab one? It's kind of on like the next podcast, man. The, oh, fuck's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted, I want to talk about something that Kate said about the magic words and the magic man. Okay. So... This is so fascinating to me. Your voice and your words have profound power to impact the way people feel. You're talking about me specifically or I'm just I'm talking in about every single human being with a voice. Oh, okay, okay. So if I say, for you example... You just don't like mute people? <laughs> yeah, way to single out yeah. those people that Who do I not have? have no voice. Cancel yeah. Shane. Oh, <laughs> mute people. Okay, well, they can use their hands and, and get some kind of message across. But everyone with a voice can change the way and the state of the people that hear them. And this is like profound like knowledge i don't even know about so if i say to kate for example hey kate you have a fantastic singing voice i absolutely love it anytime you sing then she's like oh my gosh that made her all happy she's smiling it's like i cast a spell on this girl to make her happy versus if nick said to shane hey shane you have really shitty dance moves and i just sit in there like oh and it's like he cast like a curse on me that just made me sad everything i every time i think about dancing right yeah so Using that power, you can literally influence the emotion and the state and the behavior of everyone you meet. Why wouldn't you want to do that in a way of happiness and love? Every time you meet someone, hey, what's going on? Oh, I like that hoodie. You know what I mean? And it just makes everyone happy. So it's like you're casting a happy spell on them. And the best part about that is it's a positive feedback loop. So the more positive spells you're throwing out at people, the more you're going to get it right back. (laughs) Blew my mind key to happiness cast happy spells not curses yeah what are you most excited (laughs) about in the near future nick um finishing my masters Mm. starting a business oh my gosh goals Go on. <laughs> it's like such what a, else? Such a huh? cliffhanger. The episode just yeah. ends here. <laughs> what? Finding love. Oh, Ooh, that going on. mysterious. Finding. Shout out to Nick's myself. future love. Yeah. <laughs> you listen to this podcast. Wow. He found you. Oh, hi Shane. Hi, hi Nick. Who's that guy in the innovation shirt? Okay, I have a question for you guys. What is like one of the best? Oddball conversation starters or just like topics to ask someone you just met. There's a bison. 
What? It is what it is. Ain't nothing got to be nothing, huh? What? Say that one more time, <laughs> but like two times slower. That's the whole point. Now you're tied into the conversation. Oh, okay. That's okay. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It's a cool spell. A confusion spell. <laughs> confusion. You want to start it with what? Nothing anyways. What's going on? Is that what you told the hippie at the fest? The bisons? Maybe. I might have. What? <laughs> just tell Just ask them what they think about the snakes coming out of the sun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What do you do, Shane? Honestly, I just do whatever's in the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very situational. Like, there's not like some one tied thing. I, I, I'll give you an example. So I was like swimming in the pool and there's like some old person swimming beside me. And I'm just like, I, and I like to be like mysterious too. So I'll be swimming. I'm just like, you know what? And this is the first thing I say to them. I make eye contact and I go, you know what? No one ever talks about. Oh no. And then it goes silent and they look at me like, what? What does no one ever talk about? And I'm like... I surprised I'm like fucking hippie now that I think about it. I go, the colors around you. Look at the color of the pool right now. Like, oh, take your God. glasses off. And this person's <laughs> looking at me like, what? And they take their glasses off and it's like, and they're looking around the sky. I'm like, holy shit, I just changed this person's reality. And they're just like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like, the sky and the colors of the, the sand and the, and the pool. Like, holy shit. What if the guy was colorblind? He just ruined his fucking day. I know. He was like, what colors, man? <laughs> oh, no, monochromatic. Just, just saying, like, oddball things, spur of the moment things that are, like, profound and grateful. Um, that's how I like to make people happy. You know? Shane's turning NPCs into main characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. Like, just realizing the world you live in is such a profound effect. I can uh, tell you ways how to not start conversations. Let's hear it. Oh, okay. here we go. This, this is a funny story. Um, <laughs> Ooh, I ever, have one right after. You ever know, you ever hear of the, the TV show, The Pickup Artist? It used no. to be like an early 2000s show and this one guy, the, the pickup artist, would teach these like low life guys how to pick up girls. Okay. And so this one scene, this guy goes up to the group of girls. He walks over. He puts his arm around this girl's shoulder and he looks at her <laughs> and goes, so how do you know who you know, you know? <laughs> what? <laughs> and then these girls don't even break character. They just look at him and he goes, yeah. <laughs> just walks away. <laughs> ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっ
you don't just be like, hey, what's up, man? I always like, okay, good. You got the message. So this is what we're going to do. And they're like, <laughs> what? And then I just walk out. Oh, <laughs> or I walk in. It's like, okay, I hope you know why I got you in here. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, uh. <laughs> That's funny. What do they say in response to that? They just kind of, they're just kind of like look back at me and they're like, oh, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. What are you gonna say? Um, I guess the weirdest uh, way I started a conversation was with one of my uh, coworkers. Um, they're a dishwasher, and every time I come up to them, um, I'll be back in my station, and I'll be putting a dish in the dishwasher. I won't even say anything normal. I'll come up to them and be like, I flipped this insert like I flipped your mom. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the entire shift there was just me making mom jokes before I made actual conversation. Jeez. That was the actual conversation. It was just mom jokes. That reminds me. So I, uh, when I first started at my job, um, like everyone's like new. Nobody knows me. And um, I needed help with something, so I walked up to one guy. Never talked to this guy. Doesn't know my name. I don't know his. Or no, I did know his name. And I walked up, and I was like, Ryan, man, you know how we go way back, right? Can you just give me a hand with this real quick? And, like, doesn't even think about it. Just goes, yeah, sure, give me a second. Walks right over, starts helping me. And then he's like, do I know you? (laughs) I was like, no, not at all. But now you do. And he's just like. Fuck, I was so confused there for a minute because you just like created this memory and he just never even questioned it in his mind. Like he created that like memory that he must know me and didn't want to embarrass himself by saying no. You know what? That is, first of all, funny as hell. And second of all, it reminds me of the situation where an evangelist came up to me in a Starbucks and said, he sat down beside me, he goes, I know you from somewhere. And I'm like, when they start with that, I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, do I? And I start like naming off all the places I've been. You know what I mean? I'm like, where do I know? He's like, no, not there. And I'm like, you go to Mohawk? Then he's, he's like, like no, not I've there. seen you in my dreams. <laughs> but meanwhile, it's just like probably some like conversation starter this guy uses with every single person he meets like a thousand times a day. But I'm like rocking my brain like, no, he knows me from somewhere. Fuck. He got me good. Did you just listen to his speech? Yeah, about him becoming an evangelist after doing a bunch of drugs. I'm like praising the Lord now. Jesus so. Christ. I don't know. I, I, to each their own. I guess. Yeah, to each their own. Mm-hmm. Huh. That man needed Jesus. Everyone needs a purpose in their life. Yes. Even if it's being a televangelist, it just talks to people in Starbucks. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> got to do it. Do I know you from somewhere? Uh, I'd be like, no, you don't. Stephen <laughs> <laughs> Joe. <laughs> no, it's like, so, like, I was walking through the mall and I was wearing all, like, my Alpha Tori gear for uh, Formula One. Yep. And, like, it's, it's, it's a fucking cell phone booth that I always just want to sell you some bullshit plan. Yeah. And the girl's like, I'm wearing, like, the hat, the jacket, everything. And she's like, Can I guess where you work? And I was like, No. And I just kept Steven. walking. <laughs> like, why do I care to play into that? It's like, you know, no, I don't know. For me, it's an opportunity to connect with someone and be happy. I don't need to connect with some girl that works on a phone booth that's trying yeah. to sell me a plan. Yeah, I don't know, but like, I guess it makes you laugh. Yeah, but that yeah. doesn't make yeah. person she, laugh. No, like, she laughed about it too. She's like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> fuck, fuck me. Right I, I just, I don't deal well with like people who like aren't like invading your personal space in terms of like to sell you something because like mm-hmm. it's just like it's just an advertisement and everybody hates advertisements. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the first thing you do when you go to watch a YouTube video, not you, because you have YouTube red. Hell yeah. Fucking idiot. 
like first thing that happens when an ad comes up, you're just hovering over the skip ad button. That's the first thing everybody does is how long is this ad? How quickly can I skip it? Nobody cares what the ad is. So it's like when they want to sell me a phone plan, I'm not looking for a phone plan. So I don't care. Oh, I'm going to challenge this. Okay. It was like the same for me growing up. Every Mm -hmm. time I'd watch TV and as soon as there was a commercial break, I'm like, okay, snack time, grab my snacks. Yeah, (laughs) it's just time to do something else. So you're you're hovering over the ad waiting to skip it. You're dodging the conversation with the person because you think they're going to waste your time. Is that a scarcity mindset? You're not looking at the opportunity that could be gained from that. No, I'm, I'm looking too logistically. What am I going to gain from this conversation? Well, Some shitty sales know. pitch? You don't even know, man. Like that person could could. So what do have I, something okay, amazing so hiding for you. Let me play devil's advocate. So I walk into this conversation. She goes, yeah. let me guess where you work. And I go, sure. And she goes, Alpha Tori. I go, yeah, I'm I'm in fucking Canada. Alpha Tori's racing in Monza right now. That That's where I work. You, yeah. you, you're an idiot is what Do you are. Again, but that just goes to show the outlook of life. <laughs> yeah, but you, you should be like, where okay, do you no, no, work? No, no, no. So, I, I wasn't done. I wasn't done. So what I wanted to avoid was a shitty sales pitch that I had no interest in. Yeah, so now enough. now I get dragged into this conversation. I give this person my two cents, the light of day in their mm-hmm. eyes. And then they start giving me a shitty sales pitch. Do I just like do I just walk away? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, yeah, that's what yeah. I do. I just walk away. I would be like, listen, I already have a great phone plan for my buddy over there, but thanks for reaching out. Have yourself a great day. And then you're just casting a beautiful spell on that person. They're gonna have a great day. Instead of being like, hey, can I guess where you work? Fuck no. You. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. And I don't know, right? I, I like to give people the light of day, even like random Uber drivers that I'm with. You know what I, I mean? Guess, I guess there's some people who I guess you shouldn't give them the, the light of day, let's Ooh, say. Ooh, like someone you shouldn't give the light of day. Uh, let's make a uh, example. Let's say I'm at a club. And some guys like trying to dance with me, yeah. and they're like trying to take my hand and stuff, and like trying to flirt with me. That and I'm like, familiar. I really, I for some reason, I really want to learn like a a different language, specifically like an an Asian language, so like Japanese, Chinese, or something. Ooh, so I can just go, uh, just no English, <laughs> just, just so I can get away from it. Because oh, oh, some some guys are very creepy. Mm-hmm. That's what um, I did in Mexico when they try to like forcibly sell you stuff. I would just fake a Russian accent and they stop talking to you. Oh, really? Yeah. You feel like you pass that. You just say like was, a couple uh, words in Russian and they're like, uh, oh, okay. I was at a club. I was dancing with uh, one girl and like another group of girls, but I was like kind of focusing on her because she was like trying to dance with me. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. yeah. And this guy comes up like in the middle of us and he yeah. goes, she's my sister. You guys should make out. And I'm like, what? What? Was she actually your sister though? I don't know. Wow. So I'm like, I'm like <laughs> hey, dude, that's kind of gross that you want me to make out with your sister. Red and he's flag. like, fuck you. And I'm like, what? This <laughs> is like, a hostile man, I'm just environment. Trying to vibe. Yeah. Wow. Nah, you can respect the guy for knowing what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> and not knowing how to get it. <laughs> Guy's maidenless and tarnished. Well, that's everything for today's episode. Thank you for listening to a Left on Red podcast. If you've listened to this episode, please text me the keyword. Use that word right there. Ascenza. Ascenza. Make sure to spell it right. There's some Zs and Zs. I'm not going to tell you. If you spell it wrong, I'll just tell you to kill yourself. I'll cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, they'll cut that out. (laughs) You know I will. Don't wink at me. (laughs) What do you mean don't wink at you? I didn't wink. What are you talking about? Cut that out, please.
Okay. Okay. <laughs> Take care. <laughs>